What's up, what's up, what's up, fam? Before we get into the episode, if you guys can please like this video if you're listening on YouTube, subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, give Best Candy ever a follow. Anything helps. But thank you guys so much for being here. Let's get into the episode. Have to establish certain boundaries if there's someone that like I'm friends with them, but their posts haven't necessarily been making me feel that great. I use mute sometimes and I'm not afraid to admit that <laughs> because sometimes like it, it might not be for me and it's just stuff that I don't really want to see or if it's not making me feel good. If it's people that I don't really follow, like influencers or stuff like that, I don't really even know them and I'm following them. I'll unfollow them most likely because I just like if it's not a post that's making me feel good, then I don't want to follow that. Um, but yeah, I really just have to establish those boundaries of like, how much time am I spending on social media? Who am I following that way when I'm on social media? It's, it's what feels good to me and what will kind of add to my life. Yo, so let's not forget that rave makeup cannot be completed without some face gems or a glitter highlight. Turn heads with Squad Goals Beauty, a mom and daughter makeup artist company that will have you slaying in no time. I personally use Squad Goals Beauty and have been using them for ever. I've used their glitters at almost every festival that I've gone to because they are so different. My most favorite glitter is actually called Amaze Balls. It's like this very pretty iridescent um, diamond shaped white glit glitter and it just accents my glitter highlights so well and it has like this 3D look and it just gives my look so much more dimension. So I absolutely love, love, love and recommend Squad Goals Beauty. Um, they not only have glitter, but they do have, um, of course, face gems, but also if you need braiding hair, if you're lazy and want some clipping braids, bam, you have your look together. And what's nice is that it's kind of like a one-stop shop because they do also carry some brave clothing such as harnesses, body suits, pasties, and everything that you need to get festival ready. And um, if you haven't gotten anything yet, if you're going to EDC Las Vegas, Singularity, Sunset Music Festival, uh, use the code best candy ever to save at checkout best candy ever and go ahead and check out squad Wheels beauty um sarah and stephanie absolutely love 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 them um and yeah check out their wide variety of rave accessories makeup and more and slay with squad Wheels beauty use code best candy ever candy fam what is up? Welcome to this super amazing episode of Best Candy Ever. Today, I have a very special guest on the pod. She is an amazing content creator, YouTuber, and is this boss babe that just started her own coaching business, which I am super excited about. So without further ado, please welcome Aid, aka Vibe with Aid. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, of course. I'm so glad that we're like finally able to talk. I've been following you for a couple of years now. So I've definitely yeah, seen your I feel growth. Like it's been a while. Both of us like have grown exponentially, I feel like. Isn't that crazy how that kind of happens? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, I think I fall, we started following each other like 2018. Was that when you started your page? Yeah, well, 2017 was when I was kind of like speculating whether or not I wanted to even try to create some type of following on Instagram. And then 2018 was when it was like official. And I was like, okay, let me do this. Yeah, yeah. So it's been crazy watching us both grow and everything. It's been awesome. Yeah. So before we dive into it, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are? Kind of give listeners a background into who Vibe with Aid is. Yeah, totally. So for those that don't know me, my name is Aid. I'm a music festival content creator. My full name is Adriana, but Aid came from college. A lot of my friends just wanted to give me a nickname and Aid came up. And so I've it's kind of stuck since then. Um, I graduated from Arizona State in 2017 and moved out to Austin, Texas. And that was when I started Vibe with Aid because I had been going to music festivals since 2015. 
I'm a type A planner. I need to know everything going on. I need to have an idea of what to wear, what to do, everything like that. So I decided to create Vibe with Aid. It started out as a website and a blog. And then I branched out into YouTube later that year in 2017. And then 2018, launched more hardcore into YouTube and doing festival vlogs and everything like that. And then 2019 started um, getting to go to a lot more festivals and getting to uh, write a lot about a lot more festivals and having opportunities and everything like that. So it's just grown a lot. Um, and then in 2020, I started a podcast and branched out into that. Let's buy podcast. Um, I actually started two podcasts in 2020. I did festival tales podcast as well, where we read stories about people that go to music festivals and stuff that people submit to us anonymously. And then, yeah, like she said, I am also a life coach. So this year I quit my full-time corporate America job to, to go after life coaching, I've always wanted to be a life coach, but I kind of kept myself because I was like, I'm too, I'm not old enough. I don't have enough experience yet, but I said, you know, F it, let's do it. So I am now a full-time content creator, life coach, and I do marketing freelancing on the side. So a lot, a lot going on, but it's been really great. Everything's been good this year. That is an insane amount of stuff that you got accomplished within like that time frame that you just described. Yeah. Yeah. It's been crazy. (laughs) Now that I look back on it, I'm like, yeah, I really did all of that. And I really like, some people are like, how did you do it all? And I'm like, I honestly still don't even know how to tell you because I'm still catching up myself. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's wild. But I think that's freaking awesome because how old are you? You're like in your mid twenties, right? Yeah. I'm going to be turning 26 in a couple May 9th. So it's coming up. Oh, well, happy early birthday. Pretty soon. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of people in their 20s or even like 30s, 40s, whatever, would love to quit their corporate job and work for themselves. So that's really amazing that you're able to, to do that. Would you say that your social media has helped you accomplish that or achieve that dream? Yeah, 100%. Um, It's crazy going into coaching. I didn't know who my clients exactly were going to be, but the moment I announced it, like I got my Instagram got like 500 followers just from like the initial announcement, my coaching page, which was just crazy. And then every client that I have, I have eight clients right now that I'm working with for three months. All of them have been following me since the start, or they've been following me since pretty early in my journey. And all of them in their application and like our discovery calls, they would just be like, I just saw you go through your whole transformation and I want the same, which is like a surreal kind of full circle kind of moment. And it's just like, makes me feel really good that I've been able to help people go to music festivals and prepare for music festivals. But now I get to help them with their lives and really get to help them transform their life. So it's been a crazy, surreal moment. And I was pretty ready to like struggle. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty ready to like be self-employed and be like, you know what, I'm just going to grind and make it happen. But it's crazy when you uh, show up in the universe and you're just like, this is what I'm doing and how much support you'll get when you show up that way. So it's been really awesome. And I totally attribute everything to starting Vibe with Aid. I wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you mentioned earlier that you're definitely like a type A personality. Were you always like that? Or when you started Vibe with Aid, you realized that, okay, in order to like create this channel to, to do X, Y, Z, I have to like maintain this schedule, this routine, or was that something that you had to like kind of teach yourself? No, I've always been like that. Um, I, if you know, do you know the Enneagram personality types? It's like a type one, type two, type three. It's like a number. Uh, no, can you tell us a little about it? Yeah, so there's a, it's just a funny tidbit kind of thing. It's similar to like astrology, basically. It just profiles like your personality type. I can send you the test if you want to take it yourself. Yeah. Um, but I'm a type one, which means I'm a perfectionist. And I got this book that like describes everything. And it basically talked about like how in your childhood, you were always just like very hard on yourself, perfectionist, like all these kinds of things. And I'm like, yes, that's been me. Like, I was the type that I grew up and I like, if I got a B on a test, like I would start crying, you know, and my parents, my parents weren't even hard on me. They were like, you're way too hard on yourself. And so 
that's instilled in me with starting vibe with aid. Cause I just like really wanted to make something of it and really wanted to make it happen. And so I didn't really have to do too much when it came to starting everything um, and being consistent with that. It was just more so figuring out what works best for me and how I want to create content and stuff like that. More so the how, not necessarily getting started, I guess. Oh, wow. I was about to say, you got you had a beat and you started crying. You sound like an Asian kid because that's how <laughs> I was. And yeah, yeah bees were not good, but... Um, I think that in order to be um, like a YouTuber, I think that just to do that, you have, I don't want to say that you have to completely be type A or type one, but I think you have to have some of those characteristics because um, like I just found out in the past year with launching Best Candy Ever that you do have to have some type of routine to stay on schedule, especially if you're going to try to post, for example, every Monday, which is really hard for me personally, but I like try to do it, but it's still like a struggle because there's so much to do. And I feel like a lot of people don't really see that. Yeah, no, a lot of people don't see that. And what I tell people from time to time, because everyone always says it's all about time management, you know, managing your time to find the time to work, which time management, yes, we're all given the same amount of hours. But what's different is that I view time management as priority management. So like, how are you managing those priorities? If you're spending your weekdays after work just watching Netflix instead of working towards, you know, starting a YouTube channel or launching an Instagram page, then that's kind of where your priorities lie. And if you want to make a change, then you're going to have to replace that time and sacrifice that time. So that's kind of what I tell my clients and I tell a lot of people that if you want to start something, you totally can, everyone can start anything and anything is possible. It's just a matter of where your priorities lie and how much you want it and how bad you want it to figure it out. It's not easy by any means. Like you said, behind the scenes, there's a lot of trial and error. Like I think I started out doing my podcasts on Mondays and now I do them on Tuesdays because I just like found it works better for my schedule when it comes to editing. So it's a lot of trial and error just to figure out what works best for you and what's going to be the most optimized and efficient route for you to go. Yeah, absolutely. I think that one of the struggles, at least for me, with having like one type of social media that I put so much energy in is like pretty much falling into that cycle or this vortex when you do sign on to social media, like for example, Instagram or or Twitter, um, because I feel like sometimes in order to create content for your channel, sometimes you have to kind of know what's going on in social media too. How do you prevent yourself from kind of like spiraling and going down that rabbit hole of social media when we're so intertwined with it? How do I keep myself from that? Yeah. Or do you, do you even go through that? For me, sometimes I know that I fall into like that rabbit hole of spending 30 minutes or like Mm -hmm. an hour on Mm -hmm. social media. And sometimes it's, it's great. Sometimes I learn a lot, but then other times everyone knows it can totally be toxic and um, like depressing almost sometimes. Yeah. So I'm really good about setting boundaries. Um, but I realized the most time I spent on social media was when I was unhappy in my job because I was working a nine to five. So I would just waste time on social media. Now that I am self-employed and working for myself, I'm barely on my phone, honestly, because I'll have certain breaks where I get on my phone, which feels really good because I'm spending that time creating or I'm coaching or something along those lines. But right now it is really hard because, you know, there's things popping up every single day that you have to like stay on top of, or there's things that happen in the news that translate into social media. And so I've just tried really hard to have boundaries with that. Cause I'm also, and I kind of have empath tendencies too. So I take on the energy of other people as well, which can be really hard as a coach and also just being on social media. So I sometimes just um, have to establish certain boundaries. If there's someone that like I'm friends with them, but their posts haven't necessarily been making me feel that great. I use mute sometimes and I'm not afraid to admit that (laughs) because sometimes like it it might not be for me and it's just stuff that I don't really want to see or if it's not making me feel good. 
if it's people that I don't really follow, like influencers or stuff like that, I don't really even know them and I'm following them. I'll unfollow them most likely. Cause I just like, if it's not a post that's making me feel good, then I don't want to follow that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really just have to establish those boundaries of like, how much time am I spending on social media? Who am I following that way? When I'm on social media, it's, it's what feels good to me and what will kind of add to my life. Cause it's just another thing to consume similar to like the type of TV you watch or the type of movies you watch, like, are those really beneficial to you? So I try really hard just to like do it in small bursts of like being on social media and then protecting my energy that way, I guess. Yeah. I I really like how you said that you'll unfollow or mute whoever or whatever will make you feel bad because I used to follow, I think a lot of us are guilty of this. Like those Instagram fitness models, at least I used to. And I used to be like obsessed with a whole bunch of them. And then one day I was like, why am I doing this? This is making me feel horrible. And I'm not really learning any exercises. There's like one that I followed that I actually like bought her workout program and all that stuff. But every other one, I was like, these are just super hot girls that I'm like in love with. But they don't, like you said, they don't make me feel good. In fact, they make me feel the opposite. Exactly. Similarly, there's like some people in our community that there always seem to be the one just like posting about drama, like not even like things that are like, you know, things that need to be posted about online. And I'm just like, this isn't really serving me. This isn't really doing anything for me. And I'm just going to unfollow or mute them or something. Um, but yeah, that's just like the best way I can do it. And then if there's times where I need to be off social media, I'll just put airplane, I'll go airplane mode or something on my phone, or like, I'll at least let my boyfriend know chase like, Hey, I just need to not be on my phone today. So if you need to text me, like I'll be on here and there basically kind of thing. Um, so that's kind of another way to taking rest also helps a lot. Oh yeah. I think that a lot of that is discipline for sure. Mm-hmm. Even, even the definitely. Rest. Yeah. Um, like I always tell myself, I'm going to, I'm going to go to sleep early. I'm going to get like eight hours of sleep. And then usually I'll be like on my phone to like 6am, which is really bad, <laughs> but, but your schedule is a little all over, right. Cause of work. Yeah. I work night shift. So okay. it's, all crazy. That's why I was like, can you do the podcast at 4 p.m. today? <laughs> but that that's just like my personal schedule. But yeah. I try to like kind of stay on top of, you know, stuff with the with the pod. But anyways, yeah, um, kind of backtracking going um, to what we were talking about earlier. Uh, yeah, when I found your page like years ago, I was like, who is this girl? She's like this like really pretty girl from Texas. Let me follow her. And I've been following you ever since. And um, for a while, I didn't even know that you had a YouTube channel until you specifically tagged me in like an EDC outfit video. And I was like, oh my God, she's amazing. She's like big (laughs) on YouTube. And that was phenomenal. Um, Did you, did you start your YouTube um, after you started your Instagram? I forgot. So Um, the way that it went down, I started the blog. I already had an Instagram from college and just like personal. So that account already had maybe close to 3000 followers and I didn't want to start brand new. (laughs) So I converted that Instagram into vibe with eight. I just changed the username and then I started the YouTube channel technically in October of 2017. I did one of those like videos of a festival where like there's clips to like music and stuff like super basic thing and then I kind of forgot about the YouTube channel for a little bit and then going into 2019 no going into 2018 I was like I want to start posting on YouTube more so I started doing a little videos here and there and then it wasn't until I think April that I started posting weekly. And so that was when I really got serious. And that's when I would consider like my YouTube anniversary was April. Cause that was when I was like, all right, let's do this. Let's go all in. And so that's when I started posting weekly to YouTube. What made you want to start a, a YouTube channel and create videos? Uh, honestly, well, I grew up watching YouTube. So that was part of it. But another thing was just as a marketing person, it was just really smart to go onto YouTube. And I already had a lot of blog content 
that could serve as the scripts for YouTube videos. So it was just an easy, it was no brainer to me to like be able to have both video and a blog. Honestly, having the blog is kind of like eh, right now because not a lot of people read blog posts anymore. Some people do. So I still keep the blog up and I'm still keeping that going, but I'm not doing it as much compared to YouTube and like short form video is doing great. So like TikTok and reels are doing really great right now. So having to be a little bit adaptable, but getting on YouTube was just like easier marketing wise. Um, and it definitely helped me reach a lot more people that way too. Yeah. I remember when I first started following you, I remember you, um, promoting that, that blog often, and then, um, like your YouTube channel. And then within the last year, I started listening to, um, your, your let's vibe podcast. And I just remember thinking like, this is so awesome because it was nothing but like positivity and raving in one. And what I really like too, is that in your podcast, you do those vibe checks at the beginning Mm -hmm. of each episode. And it's kind of like a really cool way to, to uh, check in. Um, What made you want to include that? The vibe check, honestly, I honestly was thinking about calling the podcast the vibe check or something because it was kind of like a trendy thing at the time. But I was like, no, I like Let's Vibe podcast better. But the vibe check came about, I don't know how, honestly, it just came to me and it felt really good to do of just like, all right, let's like come together. Let's take a couple deep breaths. I think it's because I just wanted people to come to my podcast and just like feel relaxed and just like, okay, like I'm here. Eight's here. She's talking to me. Let's like relax. Let's chill and like listen to whatever the topic is. Um, and then it also is a good way for me to check in with like my followers and my community and everything, just because in YouTube videos, like you have your video of like, Hey, welcome to today's video. But like, I'm not telling you how things are in my life unless it's a vlog, which is like, that's like a day in my life or something like that. So I really wanted to use that time to just catch up with people on like, this is what's going on in my life, just to kind of like give behind the scenes of stuff. And I think people really appreciate it because it just makes me a little bit, it makes it more authentic and like lets people in on what's been going on in my life. Um, Because sometimes day-to-day posting on social media, like I'm not able to give like too much what's going on or like stuff like that. So, and I really wanted to just tie it back to like things I'm grateful for and like affirmations and stuff like that. So I'm glad you like it because a lot of other people like it too. And I even do vibe checks with my clients too. We'll start off every session with a vibe check. And so I've been able to bring that into my business, which has been really cool too. Yeah. Do you do any yoga or meditation? Because um, the first time I heard that vibe check, I was like, this is what we do pretty much like in yoga. And um, like, I used to do yoga a lot, not as much anymore, but I want to get back into it. I was like, she must do something like that of that nature. Or am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah, no, I do both. (laughs) Okay. I haven't done yoga in a while. It's been hard because of COVID and everything. I haven't gone back to Mm -hmm. a yoga class in a while. Um, and then meditating, I was meditating through the Headspace app. That was the app I, I love was using. That app. Yeah. yeah. I was using that app for a little bit. I haven't meditated in a while. Honestly, things have just been so go, go, go that it's really hard for me to like find the stillness. But what I do rely on now is just like breathing throughout my day and just remembering to like take deep breaths every now and then. Um, but yeah, I really have a goal. I want to be able to like lead a meditation of some sort, like a longer form (gasps) meditation. So that's something I want to work on. Cause like, I want to do stuff like that with my clients of just like visualization techniques or like meditating techniques or something. So that's something I want to work on. Cause I think it'd be really cool to like lead something like that. Absolutely. And I was just thinking that that just goes hand in hand with your, your coaching business. Mm -hmm. How, how did that come about? Because that, that I was like, oh, this is different. This is like pretty cool. Cause I, I have a friend who, um, just like had those vibes that I, I, I told her like, you should be a life coach. Cause you're so like empowering and like motivational. Did, did you get inspired or did someone or like a subscriber or, or someone that, you know, did they kind of, tell you this or did you just wake up one day and you felt like I could do this? Yeah. So I wanted to be a life coach back in 2017. When I graduated from college, I figured that out pretty quick. I was like, well, I told my mom, I was like, I'm going to, 
I'm going to own my own business. I don't know what I'll get back to you on that. I told her that. (laughs) And then I was working with a coach at the time. I was working with more of like a career coach and I really like, liked that experience. And I was like, I want to be a life coach. I don't know. And then I told my mom that I was like, I want to be a life coach. I don't know when, I don't know how I'm just telling you that I want to be a life coach. And she was just like, all right, like whatever you want. (laughs) And then I kind of just like forgot about it for a little bit. And then I was becoming increasingly unhappy at my job. Um, Just, I was figuring out that's not what I wanted to do. I was trying to figure out other things I wanted to go in. I thought about doing like marketing and social media coaching and like helping other content creators with coaching, but that just didn't resonate with me as much. Um, And I was just thinking more and more about it about what other kind of coaching, like how else can I help people and stuff like that. And then a subscriber of mine, who is actually now a client of mine, she reached out to me and I was doing an ask aid anything episode for let's buy podcast. And so she asked me like what my career aspirations were. And she was like, I could really see you being a life coach and I would totally be a client. And this was like back in like December. And so that got put back into my eye, back into my head. And I was like, you know what, maybe we should start exploring this. And so January, uh, the start of this year, I was like, you know what, I'm figuring it out. I'm quitting my job. I'm going to make this happen. And so I started working with Maddie Maple. She's another raver and festival goer in our community, but she is also a life coach. She's specifically a confidence and manifestation coach, and now also a business coach. Um, she had a podcast episode on her podcast, breaking butterfly. And she talked about her first year of business and how 2020 went with for her in launching her coaching business. And she basically was like, if you have any inkling, like I was meant to hear this basically, you know what I mean? She was basically like, if you have any inkling to start coaching, reach out to me, let's work together. And I was like, all right, this is my sign. <laughs> so I reached out to her, started working with her. Um, find your vibe coaching is the name of it. It just came to me while walking to my car. I was like, find a vibe. (laughs) That's it. Like it's it. That's it. You know? And then she helps me figure out the business and getting that all set up and everything. And it's kind of crazy how it happened because once I started working with her, um, things on my job became like a sinking ship. Like the business was going down. It was becoming a position where like, I had to base it. It was sink or swim. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I left my job and I told my coach that, and she's like, all right, let's get the business out. Let's get new clients and everything like that. So I put in my two weeks at my job and then I was working behind the scenes just to get everything ready for coaching. And then on my last day of my full-time job, I posted that I started find your vibe coaching and that I was now going to be a life coach. And so Um, it's been really crazy. I took a couple of clients for free at first. And then now I have eight clients that I get to work with, um, throughout the week and I'll be working with them for three months. Oh, wow. That's awesome, dude. Like, I feel like that is such a, yeah, that's such a big risk or like a big leap of faith quitting something that I think that we're all so very used to. Were you at all... I mean, I'm guessing that you were terrified, but were there any feelings of like, maybe I shouldn't do it? Like, I don't know if this is a good idea. Like, I feel like that's the thing that holds most people back from doing stuff like that. Yeah, I had wanted to quit my job, honestly, since January 2020. So I was at a point where like, I I was just like, I was done. Like, I just was like, I've been wanting this for a year to quit my job. I need to just figure it out. And I did have some fears, but I think because it took me so long to get used to the idea of quitting and making something happen by that time, I was like, there's no room for fear. Like I just need to like do it. And I think I also tricked myself and I tricked my brain into being like, I'm ready to struggle. You know, I'm ready to figure out where's the paycheck coming from. I'm ready to figure these things out and just make it happen because I would feel so much better doing that and working and grinding every day to make my income than sitting in this sinking ship or going to another marketing job that I'm not going to be happy at or something like that. And so being comfortable and staying in that place is almost more scary to me than going forward and trying to make it happen. 
that's like, that's another way that I've had like a mindset shift is like staying comfortable in one place for too long seems more scary to me than continuing grow, continuing to grow and continuing to evolve and just learn more and challenge myself is just another way that I started to look at it. But yeah, I definitely, I had some fears. I mean, when I was doing my first discovery calls with like some potential clients, I was like freaked out and almost all of them said yes, or they said no because of financial reasons. And that's totally fine. So a lot of the time, like I was making out the fear to be like, Oh, no, one's going to want this. No, one's going to want to coach with me or like anything like that. And I was just met with absolute support and love. And so it's been really, really awesome. That's so good to hear. When, when you decided to officially do this, did you have a plan B, like in case, in case it doesn't work out, like, did you have anything to, to, to provide like cushion? Yeah. So I am a marketing freelancer on this side. So I worked at the same company from 2017 until this year. And I had a manager above me. She had left her job August of last year to pursue marketing herself and work for herself as a marketing freelancing freelancer. So by the time I quit, she had a lot of work for me. (laughs) She was like, yeah, she had 10 hours, about 10 hours of marketing work that she needed help with because, sorry, when she quit her job, she just said yes to every freelancing opportunity that came through. And so she was like, I've literally been waiting for you to quit because I have all this work that I need help with. So I have that as a backup right now. That's just giving me like, honestly, my basic, it's helping me with like my basic bills and expenses and everything like that. And then everything else I make on top of that is great for savings and taxes and all that adult stuff. But, um, so that was kind of my backup. And like, if I didn't, if the coaching, like maybe I didn't make my quota for like the coaching that I wanted, then maybe I was going to try and get some other marketing opportunities. Cause I know I can leverage that. Or I could have also reached out to like, um, use vibe with aid and get more like sponsored posts or something like that. I had a couple of backup options if the coaching like wasn't a full success right away. Um, and I still have those in the back of my hand, which is kind of nice to fall back on. But yeah, there was, um, that gave me a little bit of confidence at first having that backup plan. Yeah. I wanted to ask you because I, I tend to be type A too. And if it were me, I would need a backup. I would Mm -hmm. need some type of insurance policy for myself to be like, okay, no, you're going to do this, but just in case, because I would always have that like anxiety or paranoia, like in the back of my head, you know, like those what ifs. Definitely. Definitely. I agree with that. Yeah. I had that backup plan and I'm I'm still doing the marketing freelancing just because it's pretty easy work to do right now. And it kind of helps me like just switch off my mind from coaching and content creating and just do something that I'm skilled at because I've done it for so long. Um, so yeah, it's been nice to also do that. It's just a lot going on. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I, I can see how that would happen. Yeah. Um, So I know, well, first of all, like everything has been freaking crazy with the pandemic, but festival Mm -hmm. season is finally, I think, kind of coming back into full swing. Yeah. Um, do you think that, um, well, first, do you think that it really is in full swing, like 100% or do you think there might be some like questionable setbacks? Um, I'll be able to report back after I go to Ubby Dubby on that. <laughs> that yeah. And you're, you're, it's this weekend. Yep. I'll be going to Ubby Dubby this weekend. I'm also going to EDC. So um, I'll be able to report back on kind of what I think about everything. I think a lot of people have had some apprehensions and fears, which are totally valid with everything going on. Um, My perspective is, is like, I want to go and check it out just to kind of see if it's possible for these, these to be back in full swing to answer your question. Honestly, that's like, what the content I'm going to be providing about is like, okay, this is how this went. And this is how we can keep moving forward kind of thing, just to give people some peace of mind. Cause that's what my platform's always been is to give people peace of mind of like, this is what to expect at a festival. This is what to bring to a festival, stuff like that. And so now it's going to be the same thing of like, this is what to expect when you go to a festival during a pandemic. This is what, how you can prepare. This is how you can recover. 
Um, doing all of those things is really important to me. And so I don't know, I will be really interested to see how Ubby Dubby goes. I'm being very hopeful and positive, just that everything will go well and people will follow the guidelines. It sounds like Disco Donnie is paying a lot of money to make sure that that happens and that people follow those guidelines and take those precautions and stuff. So, uh, fingers crossed, fingers crossed that everything goes well. And then we can see festivals come back in full swing for sure. Yeah, for OBW, are they requiring, I'm guessing, just like a negative test or proof of vaccination? Proof of vaccination, negative tests, and they are not, which is pretty concerning. <laughs> um, oh, so yeah, just for, negative tests? No, so that they're requiring vaccination. You can show your vaccination card or you do a clear health pass beforehand. And it's just a health screening, just being like, have you been exposed to COVID in the past? Whatever oh, days. it's okay. like a little survey thing. And you can either do that on the clear health pass before the festival. You have to do it like 12 hours before the festival. And then that basically gives you like a, like a Disney fast pass basically. So like at Dubby, there's going to be three lines. There's going to be a line for vaccination, people with their vaccination cards, people that do the clear health pass. And then people that didn't do the clear health pass, but aren't vaccinated, they'll just be in line for like a general health screening and they'll have to answer like some questions and stuff like that just to make sure they're good to go. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that would be kind of incentive to get vaccinated or have a test, I guess, Mm -hmm. Um, is not having to wait like in a super long line prior Yeah, because they're doing two entrances. So it's not even separated by like GA and VIP at first. You have to just go through like the general screening or like vaccination part first. The COVID, they basically have like a COVID entrance first and then they'll have a second entrance for like, that's when it spans out into GA and VIP and stuff like that too. So it'll be really interesting. I'll be vlogging all of it. So we're hoping to get there early. That way I can like, do all of that and make sure I get everything on camera and stuff. So we'll see how it all works out. <laughs> yeah. Are, are you feeling a, a little nervous or more excited than nervous or happy? I'm, I, I, it hasn't hit me yet. Honestly, I don't think it'll hit me just yet. Even reading the set times, like it was full, it hadn't fully hit me. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I'm so excited to see seven lions. And I was just like, wait, I'm seeing seven lot. Like it was mm-hmm. one of those things, you know what I mean? And so, and it'll be my boyfriend and I's first festival, which I'm really excited about. <gasps> I'm, I know I'm excited for that part. Yeah. That, um, oh, that, oh, I'm so excited for you guys. It's going to be yeah. so fun. Yeah. I'm excited. And then, um, a little bit nervous, but one thing that does give me some peace of mind is that, um, we do have VIP tickets. I sold enough tickets to get a VIP ticket. So that kind of gives me some peace of mind in terms of like the bathroom situation. And mm-hmm. then also like, I have some anxieties just being in a crowd again, cause it's been so long and how that's all going to work. So at least we can kind of like go into VIP if I have like any moments where I feel overwhelmed or anything. So I think that'll definitely help, um, as well. Yeah. I think that that's, um, definitely going to be a, a great amenity. I mean, I already personally go VIP. Like, I try to go VIP all the time just because of the bathroom situation, but I think with the pandemic, I think a lot of people are going to opt for that for sure, just because of yeah. the um, like lesser amount of exposure to people in that area. Um, so have since festival season was kind of canceled uh, in 2020, um, has that like um, affected your, like your content, like for the better, or would you say that it, I mean, I know for a lot of festival like content creators, it definitely um, put them in a like in a in a rut because that that's what their content was all about. It was like festivals, mm-hmm. but with that not being there, I think that it was really hard for some some people to create, and that's why a lot of them kind of disappeared, but are slowly like coming out of the forest, out of the woods. Um, would you say that it was tough for you at all? Um. Yes and no. It was tough coming up with ideas. Um, I will say TikTok helped a lot. That was just like a new avenue to explore. So TikTok helped a lot keep like the creative kind of energy going. Um, It was slow for my YouTube channel. Like I was going into 2020 and I had a goal to hit 10K and I did not hit that at all, which is totally fine. Um, I'm sure you got this year. 
I think I will this year too. And I think in a way the pandemic really helped because I still stayed consistent with my content. So I was able to even, um, sharpen up my skills a little bit more. Cause like I, I did a comparison on TikTok of like, this is what my YouTube videos looked like in 2018. And this is what they look like now. And I'm just so proud of myself in that sense that like people that come to my channel in 2021, it's going to be like so much better just in terms, cause I'm doing like a mic setup. I have really good lighting. I've been doing awesome thumbnails. Like everything's been really snatched and just how I want my content to look like I finally have gotten to this point. And so in a way going through what we went through in the pandemic just allowed me to practice more and get better at it and have a better process for creating content. And so now I just feel like I can just hit the ground running. And especially now that I don't have a full-time job with that's a nine to five or a corporate America job, I can just like create when I want and I can expand more. Um, I'm bringing on a video editor for sit down videos. I'm still going to do the vlogs because I'm so jealous. That is like, my oh my God, no way. I'm bringing on a video editor. She's actually someone that watches my videos and subscribes to me. So she's helping me with a lot of the sit down videos. And then I'm still going to edit vlogs because those are my favorite to edit. They're so fun to put together and stuff. Um, so yeah, in a way it's just kind of helped me grow this past year as a creator. So now I feel like I'm showing up as the creator I've always wanted to show up as, um, in 2021, as like, we're reopening back up. There's a lot more new people interested in going to festivals. And so there's a lot of opportunity now, I think. So it kind of, it felt like it all happened for a reason, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God, your own video editor. Sorry, that was yeah. like my my thing just because video editing takes a while, especially if you're new to it. It can, mm-hmm. it's such a, a beast to like navigate and like what you said earlier, it can be trial and error. But um, yeah, I watch a whole bunch of podcasts and usually the hosts don't edit their own podcast videos. Yeah. And that's like a, a luxury that I think a lot of them have, but um, but at the same time, I feel like to to be able to edit videos, even like basic videos, I think is a really good skill to have. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was just thinking about it and I was like, I love the sit down videos, but editing them takes a lot of time. So I'm kind of, I was kind of weighing it out. And so I tested out um, this girl as my video editor and she's been amazing with two videos that I gave her. So I was like, yeah, let's see if I can bring her on for more. Um, so we'll see how that goes, but it's been nice to kind of have that moment of like expanding and feeling like I can also help out other people get more experience and stuff like that too. So we'll see in what other ways I can do that. Yeah. And you are doing so much, like, how do you, um, manage your day? Do you follow a schedule I'm guessing, or do you like block out time for, well, I'm guessing you have to block out time for clients, but what is your, your routine like? Yeah. So I use Google calendar to manage my time. Um, and I have a to-do list most of the time. I haven't been doing it because I've just been getting really good at my own intuition of like, okay, this is what feels really good to get done right now. Um, but when, now that I have clients that I meet with routinely, I'm able to plan around them. Um, I have a particular schedule of Monday through Thursday, I work on the coaching business. And so Mondays, I don't do any meetings. um, And I'll just work on the coaching business, I'll get ready for the week. Tuesday through Thursday is when I have my coaching calls spread out throughout the day. And then Friday, I'll work on vibe with aid stuff and just get ready for the next week with any content I need to shoot or edit anything. That's kind of my time to work on vibe with aid. Um, and then I'll do freelancing, freelancing for two hours, Monday through Friday, or sometimes it just works out. I'll knock it out Friday, maybe Saturday if I need to. Um, so it really just depends on what's going on. So I use that. And then I use Trello, which is a project management tool. I use it for coaching. I use it for vibe with aid. I use it for life stuff and my manager uses it for freelancing. So I kind of use, I have a bunch of ways of keeping track of deadlines and everything like that, just to make sure um, I'm sticking to deadlines that I have for myself and deadlines I have with her clients and with my clients and stuff like that. And so it's taken a lot of time um, to get my routine down and everything like that. I feel like every year I add just like another layer to it. Um, 
it's been a little interesting. I normally had like a set morning and nighttime routine because I was working a nine to five. Now it's a little bit more flexible. I've been waking up around like maybe six 30 ish, seven. I'll go to the oh my gym. Gosh, so early. Yeah. So early. And then I'll go to the gym. I'll come back. I'll make breakfast. I'll do some journaling maybe, or I'll pull like an affirmation card or something. And then I usually start work. I still kind of start work around nine, maybe nine 30. Um, and then throughout the day, I just kind of like take breaks as needed, um, work on whatever feels good, depending on the day or whatever's due next. Um, and then I'm usually, I usually am done around like eight 15 on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I think that's when my last client call wraps Wednesdays. I'm done a little earlier. Cause that's when my boyfriend and I hang out during the week is on Wednesdays. Um, we see each other and then we'll see each other on the weekends too. But we always plan for like a midday like or midweek, like hang out just to like check in and like relax a little bit for the rest of the week. Um, nighttime routine. I always say if you want to wake up early, you have to have a solid nighttime routine because um, you have to go to bed early in order to wake up early. <laughs> and so I try and do lights out by like 9 30, 10. Um, and I'll start no phone at eight 30. So I'll put my phone, I'll plug it in across the room. I'll do skincare, getting ready for bed. And then I'll just read. And then I will turn lights out and hopefully fall asleep by like 10 o'clock, 10 30 ish. And then, so that's how I'm able to wake up early. I like that. I like the no phone thing a mm -hmm. lot too. Um, it's hard. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's so hard, but yeah, it helps a lot. Yeah, I heard in um, this podcast episode of um, of uh, Rogan from a while back that like uh, not exposing yourself to like the light on your phone or iPad or computer like 30 mm -hmm. minutes prior, like that'll usually help you fall asleep because then your body will be like, okay, like it's not daylight yep. out. Let me like fix my internal clock and go to bed. But um, no, I really like that. That's th That for sure is helping you like set yourself up for success for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's been, it's been a trial and error. Like I said, I have some times where I like wake up early. I, I used to wake up at like 5am and I can't do that anymore. <laughs> oh, so God, yeah. it's a little later now. Well, as long as you're getting your stuff done and it definitely sounds yeah. like you are. So that's awesome. Um, so I don't want to, I, I want to ask you because I am like so curious, but can you share some of the best candies ever that you've received at Fest? I know yes. it's been so long. Yes. So I have a couple. Um, I'm going to do this one first. So I have this cute little kangaroo and a little baby kangaroo. Um, this one was, I think this was my first like kind of detailed, like not just your typical bracelet one, I guess, is like, this was the first one I ever got. Um, this was from my friend Adina and it says rave mom aid up here at the top. And because I was a rave man, rave mom of our fam, and she even did like a little candy here. That was so cute. Um, she gave this to me at decadence, Arizona, I think 2017. So a long time ago. Um, she gave this to me and it was just so cute. Maybe it might've been 2018. I can't remember, but one of those decadence. And I was just like, so surprised. And it's just cause she was saying like, I welcomed her into our rave fam and everything like that. Um, and made her feel super welcome. And so she made me like a little cute, um, candy necklace, which is so cute. It was adorable. That one's really um, thoughtful. I like that. So thoughtful. <laughs> and then the next one I have... Let's see here. This was my first like big one I got for Vibe with Aid. Um, so I got this perler necklace and it's of my logo. <laughs> that my is old so logo. Cute. I have a new logo, but this is my old logo that I started out with. And it's funny, I've always wanted to do my old logo as a perler, but I can never figure out how to do it. And so this girl, Amy, she met me at Freaky Deaky 2018. So this was still pretty new into my brand, one year into my brand. Um, she met up with me at Freaky Deaky and she traded me this. I made her a Porter um, World's Hand. 
um, because she really loves Porter. So we both traded each other um, pearler necklaces. But yeah, this one was really special because it was like my first candy from someone that like was like a big thing. Like I had gotten a couple bracelets here and there, which I appreciate and I love them. This was just like a big shock because I know how much time perlers like this take because I've made them myself. Um, and so I just like really appreciated like how thoughtful and how kind it was. So I, this was one of my favorites too. Yeah. By the way, everyone, that thing was huge. That yeah, perler was huge. ginormous. It wasn't like a small perler. It's yeah, like the size, it's of, like the size of my bed. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think this one was also from Freaky Deaky. 2018 or 2019 whatever year porter was there i think it was 2019 he was there um i got this one from just a random guy he saw that i was wearing a porter shirt i had like a porter shirt with like a logo on it i think that was 2019 so i had put that on just because it got cold at night and so he saw that i had this and he was like I've been looking everywhere for you. And I thought he meant like me as like by with aid, but he was, and I was like, Oh, like, hi. And he was like, I've been looking for someone with Porter merch on that way I could give them this. And he had no idea who I was. So he just like traded me this. And I was just like completely stunned because it has like his logo on it. It has like this dream catcher look to it. Like it's pretty ornate. Like I don't even know how to make this like with this like beads and stuff with the perler part. And so I was just completely shook by this one. And this one always stuck, sticks out to me because it was just the most random thing. And those are the best trades too. Yeah, they're the best trades. And I like how he was like, I've been looking for you. Yeah. I was like me. <laughs> Hello. And then the last one I have, um, is a cuff. I got this amazing cuff. Um, it says vibe tribe on it, which is what I call my community. And so this was at decadence 2018. Yeah. Decadence 2018. Cause we didn't go to 2019. Um, this was at decadence 2018. I think her name was Chandler. I'm pretty sure it was. She found me at, I think it was Annie upset, which was Chris Lake and Chris Lorenzo. And she, she had been trying to look for me all night. Like we had been DMing each other and I think I had a totem. So she was trying to look for the totem and everything too. Um, and so she traded me this and it was five tribe. And so this one always sticks out to me too. Cause I know how long cuffs take too, cause oh, yeah. I made a couple cuffs myself. And so this one is also a favorite of mine. Um, but yeah, I love, I love all the stuff I get. I have a whole jar of stuff. I have a necklaces. I've gotten so many things from people just supporting vibe with aid, which is just like still crazy to me. Um, so yeah, I love everything best. that I have. Yeah. It's the best feeling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially when it, like when they say that they've made something for you. I mean, for me, I'm always like, you made this for me? Like, are you serious? Yeah. But it's always like super thoughtful and special. And um, I don't know, especially like just seeing like, you know, like your logo. I feel like that is like super special because it shows that awesome relationship that you have with um, like your followers and subscribers. Yeah. So that's really cool. Yeah, I, I love it all. <laughs> I'm so excited for festival season specifically because of candy. Is that weird? Because I'm yeah. just like looking forward to like vibing with people. No, I can't wait. I feel so bad because people have been like, I can't wait to trade candy with you at Ubby. And I'm like, I'm not making any because I, I don't know if it's really? exactly like, well, I don't know if it's like exactly safe or sanitary to like trade unless I like have Lysol wipes with me. And so that's the one thing I'm like, I can't wait to trade, but maybe we can like air trade and you can save it for me or something. I, yeah, I think that's fine. Or if you like just san like squirt sanitizer on it after, I think yeah, that would be okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna make it like into your mask somehow, unless you like touch yeah. your face, you know? Yeah, I'm just afraid of people are being like, oh, she was trading at this festival. Like, mm, like I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean... It's like, I feel like you, like, yes, of course, like there are ways to keep yourself from getting COVID. And I think we all know what that is. And yeah, I, I think that people that are, are on that train of that's not safe or that's not sanitary. It's like, dude, we've been in this for a whole year. I think yeah. we all know what to do. So I think people kind of yeah. 
to chill out. So yeah. Yeah. But I can't wait for that too. Cause it's always like, it's been so long since we've all connected and stuff. So uh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Um, and before we go, um, we do have a raver advice submission. Um, yeah. So I don't know if you know, but raver advice is basically this little segment where people kind of submit their um, questions on anything, concerns, dilemmas. So um, I do have one real quick and I think it's really interesting. Um, so um, this person asks, ever since COVID, I question how the festival food is prepared and don't know how sanitary it really is due to the limitation of running water and a full kitchen sink. How do you feel about food at festivals and would you continue eating it after the pandemic? You can go oh. first. <laughs> <laughs> I That's another thing I haven't really thought about. And that's like similar to someone bringing up um, security. Like how is security going to work? Because they normally like touch our stuff. They pat us down. Like Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's another like up in the air question. I mean, I hadn't really thought about it, but I assume a lot of the vendors, um, are typically like they work either in a kitchen or sometimes they even have food truck vendors. So they already work in some type of like sanitary environment. So I'm honestly not too worried about it. And I am sure that they'll try and do their best to like, you know, promote something that's healthy and safety safe for everyone. Um, I do know that some festivals are also allowing, um, you don't have to order through the cashier. So they're doing like, you order through like a QR code or like you order like from, from your phone. So you don't even have to talk to the person that's at the cash register, which I think is really nice. Um, and then you just go and like pick up your food. So it'll be interesting, but I'm not too worried about it. I mean, the festival food before was fine unless someone got like food poisoning before at a festival, which that's never happened to me, but I think it was something that was fine before. So I, I think that it'll be fine now. Yeah. I think, I think for sure, like they'll have some way to sanitize, like do hand hygiene. Well, my main concern would probably be like walks, like pots and pans, like stuff like that. That was always mm -hmm. my, my thing, because how would you wash that? I mean, I mean, they may have a sink back there. I never really looked, but yeah, in order to clean that, I don't know, unless they have like this infinite, like supply of like pots and pans to cook on, like, like, you know, uh, spatulas, like serving spoons, all that good stuff. So that would, that would be my only main concern. And even then, I don't really know um, too much about that or like food preparation at festivals. So yeah, I, I think it's one of those things you just got to trust it. And if you don't trust it, you don't feel comfortable with it, then eat a big don't meal eat. beforehand. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, because I was kind of I had the same exact uh, thing as this, um, as the person who submitted this, like I was kind of like weirded out by it. And I was like, I'm just going to eat ice cream all day at the festival because it's wrapped and I know it'll be fine and it's not touched. But that's the thing too. It's like at these festivals, it's also really hot. And sometimes you can't like prevent yourself from sweating. And these people that are cooking, these cooks and stuff, I get a little worried, but I try not to like look when they prep the uh, food yeah. too. So yeah, I never really thought about that. <laughs> Yeah, I hope this doesn't ruin any food for anyone. That's yeah, I think it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I don't think anyone's gonna. Well, it just really depends on who you are, because some people became like germaphobes, and other people are still like meh. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever you feel comfortable with. Yeah, we'll we'll find a way. We'll find a way. But Aid, I want to thank you so much for being on Best Candy Ever. I've been like wanting to ask you this for a while to be on the pod. So thank you for doing this. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, um, a drop where everyone can find you. Awesome. So you guys can find me at vibe with aid on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Um, my website is vibe with aid.com for blog posts. YouTube channel is vibe with aid. I have my podcast. Let's Vibe podcast, which is out on Tuesdays. And Festival Tales podcast that I co-host with Babs Life is out every Monday where we read festival stories and you can submit those anonymously. 
Um, those also have their own Instagram and stuff too at Let's Vibe Podcast at Festival Tales Podcast. And then my coaching business is at Find Your Vibe Coaching. If you want to be coached on life things or you need help with finding your why or need help with habits, routines, I coach on a bunch of different things. So you can find that at Find Your Vibe Coaching or findyourvibecoaching.com. Heck yes. And I'll link all that below. So it'll be easy to find all that good stuff. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we'll see you guys next time, Candy Crew. Love you. Bye. If you guys are a real one and are making it this far to the end, leave me um, three rainbow emojis. So that way I know you're a real one because you the real MVP. For raver advice submissions, um, shoot me a DM. It can be about anything, whether it be about raving, relationships, any simple questions, dilemmas, whatever. Raver advice is open. Please subscribe, like this video, follow on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, rate and review on Apple Podcasts if you have time. That would greatly help out the podcast. Anyways, I hope you guys have a wonderful and safe week. Love you guys so much. Thank you for all your support.